The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 249. We're almost at Christmas and if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety over this holiday season and you're looking to to kind of get started in a new year with dealing with OCD better then you can get a free session with me to get that. You can head over to my website robertjamescoaching.com. There you can book in for that free session or if you prefer you can send me a message uh, and just let me know about what you're struggling with. Um, In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about ERP and whether it always works, whether it's always the best option um, and kind of exploring, you know, how to actually get the most out of uh, ERP. Uh, It may not always, um, you know, be working as well as it could for everybody. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not the right approach. Um, uh, and so we'll be kind of unpacking uh, a lot of that today and discussing that. So I uh, really hope that you enjoy it. If you'd like to uh, follow the podcast a bit more, you can uh, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at uh, Robert James Coaching UK. Also, you can now uh, find the podcast on uh, YouTube and uh, it would be great if you could follow and like there. And yeah, many thanks, guys. I really hope that you enjoy. If you have any questions at all, do please let me know. And off we go. With good reason, ERP or exposure response prevention is known as the kind of gold standard approach to dealing with OCD. Um, Exposure work tends to be, um, you know, something that's been very, very helpful for most people who have overcome OCD and have learned how to manage it. And certainly for myself, doing uh, some kind of exposure work along the way has been very, very helpful and beneficial alongside other approaches like acceptance commitment therapy, self-compassion, um, you know, learning to to kind of get back into my life and live my life by my values. Um, but actually doing exposure work, it really, I really do think it's a, an important part of it. Um, <clears throat> um, that being said, you know, ERP, it it does need to uh, to be done in the right kind of way. And there isn't kind of a, a one-size-fits-all approach, you know, that, that works for, for everybody. And, you know, sometimes um, people come and they speak to me and they tell me about their, their struggles with uh, exposure work, that they, they, they can find it really hard to actually make progress. And they don't understand why, because... Obviously, when you um, when you speak to OCD therapists, uh, you're generally told that you know that ERP is the way to go, that it really does work, that it has all this evidence to back it up. And so, you know, why are these why are these people um, so frustrated and confused still with ERP? Why why is it not working for everybody? Is it simply not true uh, that it that it doesn't work? Is the research wrong? 
um you know or is it that you know something's going wrong perhaps in the the way in which uh, it's applied to each individual case of the per, uh, of people who might actually be struggling with OCD and i think it's more of the latter um how the individual therapist um approaches the exposure work will really determine um you know the the kind of success that you have with it but not only that um, it's also the person who is who is actually uh, dealing with the ERP themselves. You know, how willing are we actually to to kind of turn up and do that difficult work? Uh, because that's really a big part of it as well. Um, I wanted to to kind of share a quote. Um, you know, uh, to kind of underline really the importance of uh, exposure work when it does come to to OCD. So this is taken from the National Library of Medicine uh, and it's, a, uh, it's an article from 2019, Exposure and Response Prevention in the Treatment of Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, Current Perspectives. And in the, in the abstract, it says this, numerous clinical trials support the efficacy of exposure and response prevention, ERP, for the treatment of obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. Accordingly, ERP has been formally recognized as uh, a first-line evidence-based treatment for OCD. Um, and this is by uh, Clara Law and Christina L. Boisseau. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and yes, so it's obviously, you know, very, very much researched and there's a lot, a lot of evidence supporting uh, ERP. And that's why actually, you know, we really need to kind of be thinking if it's not working, then, you know, there must be, there must be a reason for that because, you know, the evidence doesn't lie. You know, the research is there and, uh, you know, and I've, I've, interviewed a lot of different therapists on this podcast and have spoken to a lot of different people and you know we we tend to know that when we put ourselves in difficult situations um you know situations that are going to to kind of expose um expose us to our fears expose us to our obsessions but we learn to do that in a controlled way and, uh, you know, we learn how to actually habituate to those difficult emotions that come up. Well, actually, you know, that's a really proven way to learn how to, to deal with those things and to overcome them. Um, you know, and this isn't just picked out of thin air. There's so much research to back this up. Um, it's one of the most researched uh, areas, um, you know, and, and we know really beyond any doubt that exposure work does does really really work um the issue comes then i think when we are actually applying it and it that may th these kind of individual differences may may come down to the uh, individual therapist that you're working with um how they're applying the uh, the exposure work how they're actually teaching it to you uh, the activities they're giving to you how they're explaining it to you of course, there are, you know, different um, levels of experience when it comes to, to therapy for OCD. And unfortunately, many, many therapists still don't really understand OCD. Um, unfortunately, many therapists, um, you know, can, uh, if they don't have that intimate knowledge of OCD and how it works, they can fall back on unhelpful strategies for OCD. Or even if they do do ERP, maybe they, they haven't really learned 
um, that much about it or they don't know how to do it in the right kind of way. Um, this is why I think it's so important that you, you know, really take your time to try to find the right person uh, to, to work with. Um, but then, of course, there's also the factors of how willing is the individual person who's going through the uh, ERP? How willing are, are, are they to actually allow themselves to feel the difficult emotions that come up? Because actually, with um, exposure response prevention, you know, probably the most important part of it is, you know, that we, we allow ourselves to be triggered. And then when, once we are triggered, that we allow ourselves to feel those difficult emotions that come up and we sit with them and we really pay attention to them and we don't push them away and we wait and we wait and we wait and we know that at some point that those difficult emotions are going to come down. And in the process, we're kind of teaching our nervous system, um, you know, to be okay with those things or be a bit more okay with those things in the future. And then by doing that each day, slowly, over time, we habituate more and more and more. And those old triggers, those old um, obsessions begin to lose some of their weight over us. You know, we don't feel that they are quite so scary anymore. And we've really done some difficult, heavy lifting in terms of learning how to lean into discomfort, uh, you know, to recognize that actually we can face our fears. We can face those difficult emotions that come up when we face those obsessions. And, you know, we can be okay. We can get through that. It may be difficult sometimes still. But with more and more practice, over time, it does get easier. And obviously, when you do things like you're creating a kind of hierarchy of fears so that you're not just jumping into the deep end, you're starting with, you know, very, uh, very small obsessions to begin with, things that are easier to deal with. And then you're building up through there. Obviously, that's another another thing that you need to do uh, in order to, to kind of make that progress, um, you know, sustainable and, and successful and not kind of giving yourself an exposure that's way too hard, you know, starting off smaller and moving on from there. That's very important as well. Um, but how willing are we, you know, sometimes to actually do that work? Um, on the face of it, we, we may turn up, and I know I've done this myself in the past, where, you know, I think well, I'm, I'm willing to kind of face this, but when I actually am presented with the fact it's, um, you know, somehow I'm kind of pushing it away still. And that may be a kind of sneaky compulsion that I'm performing when I'm doing the ERP that is actually not allowing me to habituate to the particular fear that I have. So that's something to just be very wary of. If, if there's some sneaky compulsions that are going on in the background, you know, which often there are, um, you know, if you're being exposed to a fear that you really don't like, um, you know, are you blocking it somehow? Are you pushing it away somehow uh, and not uh, allowing the therapist or the person that you're working with to know about that? You know, if you are, then, you know, I understand that because, of course, you you know, the, the, the work that you're doing is incredibly difficult. Um, you know, to do ERP is really hard. But, um, you know, of course, unfortunately, if we block out those emotions or we push them away and we don't tell anyone and we do it in a subtle way the 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 you know the work isn't going to actually work 
Um, and the temptation is there to do that, um, even though we know that we need to do this, this kind of hard work to get through it. And so, you know, sometimes that, that takes a bit of honest reflection and just thinking, okay, am I, am I really um, turning up to, to do this in the best possible way? Or am I not quite willing to, uh, to, to lean into it yet? You know, because if you're not, then that's okay. Um, you just maybe need to speak with the therapist to say, okay, well, this is too difficult, this particular thing. Can we find something easier to start with? Or perhaps can we maybe start with some acceptance commitment therapy that also has a little bit of exposure work that's built into it? Um, you know, there's different ways. We don't have to be really rigid with just saying, right, this is the ERP and I have to do that. And if I don't do that particularly ERP that I've been set by my therapist, uh, then then that's a failure. You know, like that that's not the case at all. We have to bring flexibility to the process, um, you know. And so, you know, if you are going to be doing some ERP, fantastic. But try to make sure it's the right level of exposure for you. Um, try to make sure you really are allowing yourself to feel whatever comes up. And, and open up those lines of communication, I think, with the person that you're working with. Uh, very, very important. Um, you know, and actually, uh, another thing that I think is super important to say is um, often people are doing exposure work on, a, on their particular obsession that they're struggling with. And maybe they learn how to habituate to that thing. And then they stop doing their, their therapy and then they go away and, you know, a few months later or a few weeks later, the OCD just migrates to a different obsession. Um, and this can happen quite a lot if we're not careful. Um, and this is where I think um, acceptance commitment therapy can be very helpful because ACT is all about learning about um, the, the different kind of strategies to manage those thoughts um, surrounding your your obsessions and to manage the difficult emotions that come up and to kind of keep yourself in the present um, so that you don't go down those kind of OCD rabbit holes in the future. Um, and I think it's very important that we have a set of skills, a kind of to, uh, toolbox that the ACT really gives us, you know, to be able to, to manage OCD in the long term. Obviously, uh, exposure work teaches us how to lean into discomfort and that's a, a huge part of the puzzle but in in my experience if we don't also learn um, some of the techniques that we can get from approaches like ACT that help us to stay in the present that help us to manage our thoughts that you know that give us things to focus on like our values other than just being focused on our fears you know if we don't learn those kind of um, kind of approaches Often, uh, we can fall back into uh, old habits. Not always, but it can happen. And so, in my experience, having um, acceptance commitment therapy and self-compassion training alongside any exposure work or ERP that you're doing, um, that can be incredibly helpful, you know, to, to really complement the exposure work, you know, to really kind of make sure that whatever difficult work that you are doing with that, um, you know, that it really does work in the long term. Um, you know, as I've talked about a lot before on the podcast, acceptance commitment therapy uh, has been incredibly helpful for me. It's an ongoing thing. It's something that I use on a day-to-day -day basis to manage OCDs and manage my thoughts, to keep myself in the present. 
And it's been incredibly helpful recognizing that I have a choice, you know, when it comes to ruminating about things and my compulsions. It really was a game changer for me alongside doing uh, exposure work. So, um, yeah, that's it for this one, guys. I really hope that you uh, found that helpful. If you have any questions at all about anything that I've spoken about today, do please let me know. And uh, yeah, I will see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. 